the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, and Milton Blake. Welcome, welcome to, oh, to Millburgers Gardening. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and uh, maybe your calls. You can give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. Not a not cloud a, in the sky. No, not a cloud in the sky is right. Not even those little fluffy ones. No. So it's a... And the flags are hanging straight down. Yeah. Look at them. There's no breeze, is there? You don't see that very often. No. Where the flags are Where it goes, straight. maybe a little. <laughs> no. Out of the south, looks like. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, there's lots of folks here. People oh, yeah. getting lots and lots of zinnias. And a lot of the uh, Gold Star Esperanza. I see that in his cart. And guess what I walked by when I came up here? Our fire spike. Oh, did you? Okay. I think Trace had more than he thought. Yeah. It looks like there's 10 there. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. And uh, fire spike. Feel the breeze? Do what? You guys feel the breeze from the west? Oh, a little bit. (laughs) I can't hear you. Yeah, the flag's up now. A little bit. (laughs) There we go. But anyway, the... uh, (laughs) they're, They're late coming in. You would like to have them... Out planted in May or June, so they can be a bigger plant by fall which, oh. when they bloom. But they're they're worth it. Uh, I enjoyed those for several years under my Montezuma cypress tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially they're especially good, Milton, when you've got a good imagination, because <laughs> the. Uh, you have to imagine that they're blooming most of the time. Oh, man. <laughs> no. You sound worse than Jerry now. <laughs> we we it's admit like mountain that laurels. they only bloom in the fall. Okay. <laughs> Get rid of those mountain laurels, too. They only bloom in the spring. Yeah, they stink. <laughs> I like them, but, you know. Oh, they're getting some uh, milkweed. Yeah, with their Oh, zinnias. man, he must read your column. He's got zinnias and milkweed. Is that what he has? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And he had, uh, I don't know if they were queens or monarchs. They were. Oh, was, on his basket? Yeah, he was talking to somebody there, and there were those there were two butterflies. <laughs> you mean the butterflies come with them, huh? They seem to, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I wonder if you get charged more when you have butterflies <laughs> on your wagon. I saw a fellow uh, picking out uh, Gold Star Esperanza. 
and uh, he, he was very he was an uh, mid-aged person, a guy, and he he must have read the article because he was parked his cart by the where they're sitting. And he was going through picking out nothing but the blo- one that had blooms on. No, oh, good for him. That's good. Yeah, and that's what you recommend, huh? Yeah, that's uh, uh, Calvin read, wrote that in yesterday's paper, wasn't it? And uh, Neil Fair wrote an article about it. And yeah, uh, I'm wondering if you got any response from the wholesaler. Uh, any new response? Not from the original one. The original wholesaler. That <laughs> that guy's in the world of hurt, and he's one of our most reliable wholesale nursery people because he showed a picture. He in, he uh, they introduced uh, Gold Star Esperanza this year, and they had a a, a, a photo of a of one of the plants that he's selling as Gold Star. And uh, in front of an entire uh, group of plants that they're getting ready to sell as Gold Star, and not a bloom on them. Not even Milton's two blooms. Well, you could. Uh, <laughs> there were. There were just two. You could make an error like that, but uh, and then you'd want to. It seems like you'd want to confer with the, the experts and. Kind of correct the situation. Well, <laughs> the problem is they're already committed because they've got a gr- literally a, 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 a hundreds of non-Gold Star Esperanzas. So Trace will show them how to have a big sale. Non, <laughs> nah, can you see it? Non-Gold Star Esperanzas. They will bloom, we think. <laughs> well, no. Will they bloom in the fall? Oh, yeah. Wasn't there one? Well, maybe. At least Wasn't one, one fall. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free 866-308-8867. So based on your compliments, Trace, earlier, is it time to plant broccoli? Oh, yeah. And they've got a good supply of them. See them out there? They're peeking over those cucumbers and things. Oh. Are Squash. They at, are they at the end? Where? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I see them. I see the leaves. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah. They're, they're a larger plant. Those are uh, green magic. That's yeah. the one you like. Yeah. And uh, it's not too weird. hot to plant them? Huh? It's not too hot to plant them now? Oh, no. Okay. The, we <laughs> we uh, tested right. them about three or four years. Yeah, and that's one of the advantages of yeah. having a four-inch container. Yeah. You got a lot of slack. Then there's kale over there, too. Ooh, kale. And uh, my bright lights. Uh, uh, charred? Charred. Okay, Which good. is a little, which I, I'm surprised because quite often that's a, one of those that's uh, the last to show up on the Yeah. But it, it looks good. And there's big demand for them. Yeah, yeah. they look Anybody's good. ever grown them. Even if you don't like chard, you like to look at these because they got what red and yellow and well bright light. Yeah, if you cook, you use those in cooking with chard, and then it. I like the taste of those two combined. Your chard is chard is a little, to me, is a little strong tasting. But yeah, bright, bright lights. I mean, chard is not strong, but the kale is kale. Strong. But cooking them was... together. 
And they're both very attractive plants. And every season, I think of Paul Cox. <laughs> Do you like Swiss chard? No, I don't even like them boiled. Uh. Yeah, but I'm bummed. That was Paul's joke every time. <laughs> you would say, Do what? Do you like Swiss chard? Yeah. No, I don't even like them boiled or something along those oh, lines. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. That's funny. Is kale hard to grow? Because we're, we're going oh, through. Oh, no. Okay. Kale, a lot of people call collards kale. Oh, okay. Yeah, even uh, Sam Cotner. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a mistake because they're they're definitely different. Yeah, they look so different. Uh, And then, to me, the taste is so different. Yeah. The collards are uh, relatively mild and tasty to me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, there's a whole bunch of different kales, but kale just... It seems a little more potent. And yeah. And they, the kale is the one that they uh, grind up in those smoothies. Mm-hmm. Or what do they call them? Smoothies? Yeah. yeah. And they can also also use it for uh, construction instead of concrete if they want to. No. Kale, kale is supposed to be wondrous for you. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are wonderful, Milton, but taste like hell. Okay. Yeah. I didn't say it didn't taste good. It just sounds good for you. If it don't taste good, well, I ain't eating it. Ah. I'm to the, like Bill McReynolds says, used to say, if the if it tastes good, spit it out. It's not good. Mm-hmm. I think Bill's right. So, uh, but I don't spit out much stuff that tastes good. Kale's kind of an acquired taste. Yeah, and you're not you're not acquiring no, it. No, I'm not acquiring it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, they take. You know, they've got a special kale, and Milburgers has had it before, that's specifically for that uh, those smoothies, making those smoothies. What, what makes it specifically for that? I don't know, but right. it's, it's a, it looks different huh. than uh, regular kale. Do you remember yeah. the name? I'll have to bring some home. Well, there's we've had four or five different selections right, right. here, and they really look distinctly different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can make a, a, I always think of them as a decorative display out of containers. They're so uh-huh. uh, striking. And the, uh, we grew them for a grower down in the, down south. And uh, he, he all he wanted was, they were planted the kale in the greenhouse, which was a waste of space. But uh, this guy had a smoothie every morning. Mm-hmm. But all he wanted was a t- the tips, the tips of the kale. That's interesting. And uh, to put in the smoothie. Right. So so when you took the t- tips of the kale, that particular kale, that just made it mad. Uh, that oh. sucker grew. <laughs> we had kale, that particular variety of kale that was... What's, what's, Five to six feet tall. What's in a, mm. smoothie, a smoothie besides the green stuff? I mean, it's, it's not ice cream. No. No, no. <laughs> it depends on the you smoothie. A, 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 you can do kale. You can do a, a slice of apple or, a, well, what or some is, orange. What is, the, what is the bulk of the thing? Uh, sometimes people use almond milk. Sometimes they just use water. Some okay, water or milk, huh? Yeah, well, almond milk. But <laughs> we're doing we're doing recipes now, Trace. Uh, <laughs> we're, do, we're, do, we're doing kale recipes. Oh, is this a squirrel, rabbit, no. possum, roadkill? Do, do you we, 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 we do you mention the fact there was chard and kale over there? There is. 
Do you remember the names of those weird kales that they had for a while? That uh, you had, you brought some in. Well, that's probably that some of these are those different looks than oh, yeah. regular kale. Well, there's the I mean they're all crinkly leafed, uh, but yeah, there's there's like six different varieties that 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 yeah. operation grows, and I think I have two or three. Yeah, right. right now. And very nutritious. Mm-hmm. That's why Jerry didn't like it. No. <laughs> he doesn't care about nutrition. If it's not good, if it doesn't taste good, spit it out. That's what we, we say. So I always have to throw in Toscana soup. Yeah. What was that? What was the woman okay. going to make? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was, was the Italian uh, soup. Yeah. She was going to make something else. Merlin, Mylan, Garmin, Gilliam. That's okay. But, yes. It was an herb your, that she was going to do. Yeah, bring up your soup. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Toscana soup. So uh, uh, potatoes and uh, kale mm-hmm. and spicy sausage and something else my wife puts in it. But it's uh, it's well worth it. Has she, has she ever left the kale out by accident and see if there's a difference in the taste? It does not taste good without kale. What? Wow. In Wait fact, the more kale she puts in, Wait a minute. the better it tastes. Trace. Seriously. Cool. See? That's the way you have a happy marriage. I actually, I actually asked for more kale. Look how, uh, look, look how healthy Trace is. Huh? Look how healthy Trace is. Yeah. I'm very healthy. I always ask for more sausage, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, now he's talking right. Less see. potatoes, more kale. More sausage. More sausage. Okay. Okay. Hey. I saw somebody walking out with a blooming, big old blooming, uh, 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 more grande yep. biscuit. I saw one going out this morning too. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know how many are left. I was going to count them, but uh, I cr- didn't cr- know where they were. Uh, they were out by the, uh, the other mallows. So there's some Texas star out there. Oh, okay, brands. yeah. I saw the Texas Star from a distance. People are finding the crepe myrtles even though we halfway hit them. <laughs> so uh, that's a great deal on the crepe myrtles, $34.99 and up. Yeah. So uh, they're very hard to come by, so it is limited on uh, varieties. But hey, uh, yeah, I'm they're, they're still blooming. people with the crepe myrtles right here. Yeah. They went to your uh, uh, tomato hornworm. Oh, is that the moth? <laughs> the moth. Yeah. yeah. Have, we yeah. Looked at, have we looked at the weather? I mean, we got the hay. I can. So, uh, oh, okay, let me go look at the weather. Rain, is it going to rain tomorrow like it looked like? Well, they said it was a <laughs> 20% chance tomorrow and 30% on Tuesday. Or, right. Let me look and see. Are you looking? I your, need a different weather because mine's not showing nothing. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's got to rain somewhere. Well, <laughs> and, you know, that, that, yeah, the hay is, but it's tricky. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't want to let on that it's going to, I got 30% tomorrow. Hmm. Well, Mostly sunny, I, then chance of thirty percent chance of showers. But that's it. When uh, when it's been a while since there's rain, the the, the weathermen always get a little optimistic. You know, if there's twenty percent chance, they start uh, wishful thinking. Remember when uh, Steve Brown would get, uh, we would tease him about it, and that was not a topic to tease him about <laughs> the, the lack of rain because it was so so serious to everybody in the audience oh, yeah. and to the weatherman. Well, don't ever quote him my comment about weatherman. Uh-oh. That's the only job you can hold. Be wrong 99% of the time and still collect your paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you should tell him. I yeah, I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares. Yeah, he's, out of the, he's out of the business. That's he's, a, y'all he's, he's a retired weatherman. Y'all are going to be open tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, 
I want to give people the good news. What's the good news? That uh, they've got some citronella back, the mosquito plant. Yep. I saw that, too. Uh, for this is, this is going in a bad scene. I know it is. <laughs> bad it, way. Yeah. Ten inch pot, regularly twenty four ninety nine. But you can get two of those beauties for $35. No, you need two to help uh, protect your feet, one for each oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, citronella-scented geraniums are best loved for the aromatic citrus scent that is said to repel mosquitoes and other biting insects. That's what A&M said. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> I if I can't believe experts at Texas A&M, well, who can I believe? I can't either. That's a that's a uh, accurate uh, claim. I mean, he's not. There's not an overclaim there. Basically, just to emphasize the I scent. Just, I just never noticed that it was had a aromatic. You, scent, you've citrus always, scent. You, you've never cleaned one, have you? <laughs> cleaned a citronella? Yes. I remember one year we got some out of Florida, <laughs> uh-huh. and I guess they were in the boxes just a tad too long. When it came in, all the middle and bottom leaves were yellow. Uh-oh. And me and the cashier <laughs> had, had to clean them, and we're talking about like 200 one gallons. Oh, no. By the time we were done, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't stand the smell anymore. Uh, I had a headache. It was so potent. And was that was it uh, citrus smell? It was that citronelly. Yeah. Smell. Yeah. yeah. Not, it's not citrusy. Yeah, not citrusy. But it, if you've you never had a citronella candle burning to. Well, I don't remember it. There's <laughs> no. His no, no, I don't. I don't no generally go up and. He can't smell roses either. No, you don't go smell candles. If okay. what do you mean? It has yeah. a. Fragrant. What do you mean? I smell all my you smell. Sm- Did you smell it, Milton? What? Yeah, I can smell them. It says aromatic. I, I spend all my time smelling Belinda's dream scent. roses. Oh, yeah. that, that'll take years. Yeah. <laughs> but let uh, me know when you're successful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we, I have written A and M, the lady that the well, young lady. You want to see uh, evidence of this? Huh? Wrote that, and I said, "He says young lady. I'm wondering if that's like 50 <laughs> or is that like 60?" I think that's very. Well, with Jerry, it could be 50. That's very young. And because uh, and I kind of know that she's very young, and I kind of know that she got that out of former A uh, and uh, M literature, and uh, but she because I wrote her, and she was a month ago, uh, three weeks, three to four weeks. Have y'all noticed she's been writing a lot of letters lately? He has been writing. We had someone <laughs> need to take his computer and unplug yeah. it. And so I just, and I graciously ask her uh-huh. for the uh, literature that she's quote quote uh, quoting there, and not a peep, not a peep out of it. I wouldn't respond to you either. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and I will. Tell and I you. and I know you. She doesn't. Yeah. Know. She must have heard something already. <laughs> and I will. I will tell you that. Uh, uh, she, it, that information did not come out of Texas A&M Extension. I don't know. Uh, I think that was a, probably a research publication. Got no reason not to believe her. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, my, my next step. There's a lot of extension across the, the state. Yeah, so it only takes one to say something. That's right. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
and the the next step is I have a feeling it's you know how you have security filters now on your internet <laughs> and your emails. We need. I have a, there's a person security filter that people at A and M get. <laughs> so whoop, since, since, whoop, he, since, he, since he likes writing letters, he ought to. That, that guy from Dallas, he ought to ask him what he thinks of that plan. Oh, Neil. Yeah. Okay. I know what Neil would say, and I will. I will do that. I will write him. Okay. As, why, what, did I, why did I know he was going to take me up on that? Yeah, I'm not sure what you were thinking. <laughs> why, why shouldn't uh, I'm also going to write that lady's boss, the head of the entomology department, and ask him, please have her reply to the nursery or to the information that gives that mm-hmm. As a mosquito. Is this what I have to look forward to when I get old? I'm yeah. going to start writing letters. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, there. you hear these stories about people and they reach a certain age and they take away their car keys because they're. <laughs> I have a feeling we need to take away Jerry's computer. <laughs> he's, he's writing too many emails. To, yeah, but anyway, we're we're going to work it. We're going to get it worked out. Okay, good. All right, we got to take a break. <laughs> okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and Trace maybe will join us, too, if he can, right after this on 930 a.m. The Answer. Talk about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Again, if they're bugging you at the house, uh, whether it's in the attic or in the yard, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control can help you get rid of them. Uh, They've been doing this since 1976, and they look at the problem, I like to say holistically, in that not only treating the problem, the pest, but also treating the situation that's creating the pest. Like, where are they coming in? Is it a weep hole? Is there a hole in the attic? Where are they coming and uh, that's why a Spider-Man termite and pest control is often the last pest control company people call because they don't need anybody after that. They're happy with that. They finally got a solution. You give them a call, Spider-Man termite and pest control, the number 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. And he has the good stuff, too. He has everything you need. If you want the good uh, stuff. I'm just thinking. Uh, Whatever you think the good stuff is, he has. <laughs> He'd have great testimonial if he went to Jerry's house and fixed Jerry's problems. <laughs> no, Jerry won't let him. Those roaches, no they're, they're, they're too close to him. They're, I've been I've been breeding those roaches. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's scary. It's Jerry's. I, we I, have the it snake sounds farm. like an envision that. <laughs> we have the snake farm out on 35 near Braun Station. We've got the cockroach farm. <laughs> Come see. Tickets are only $5 each. Each kid's under 12 or free. I bet he tries to teach them tricks, too. Oh, do you? <laughs> what? You teach your cockroaches tricks? Yeah. Well. What can they do? I've, I've invented a new uh, game for with them because, you know, I'm using a crutch now. Yeah, a cane. Yeah. It's, but when, uh, I, when I see them, I, I've made my, I can't bend over because of my back. And so I 
invented a deal where I squish him with the end of my walking. I cap. thought they were best friends. He just said squish him. Well, I don't know. You know it's kind of getting two sides of that story. It's yeah. kind of like uh, dove hunting or quail hunting and things like that. I love them. I used to love them before they disappeared. Uh, the quail, especially. But uh, we still shoot them and eat them. Well, please don't eat any roaches. Yeah. yeah. You know you know what works on roaches? What? You should write them an email. <laughs> See if you get an email back. If you get an email back from the roaches, then you can use that in your thing with A&M going, look, I emailed my roaches. They even got back to me. What is the problem with A&M? There you go. What? So it wouldn't surprise me if A&M wasn't breeding a new species of, of roach. Of email, uh, email responding roaches? Dear sir, but thank it, you for your inquiry about citronella. Our best people are working on this now. Signed, yeah, yeah, Roachy. Yeah, when Spider-Man comes into my house, very seldom. Uh-huh. And he says, Can well, he doesn't even have to ask anymore what I want him to use. No, you're, you're pretty predictable. Because I've taken the uh, light bulbs out of my lamps around the house because it glows at night so so I can can see. He likes the... uh, That's good stuff. He likes chemicals, but Spider-Man does have organic pest controls, too. I know it's not for you, but (laughs) he'll he'll also kind of walk you through what to expect, what not to expect. All the years of collecting chemicals... I wonder if his garage is like his refrigerator. <laughs> hmm. I, I'll he's got chloridane out there or something even more powerful. <laughs> well, I've got some stuff out there. I bet you when, when you get in the garage, you, you pull up to the house, you hear a... And <laughs> <laughs> used to, I would have a lot of roaches in the come out come through the garage. Hmm. They don't anymore. No? How odd. He must have spilled something. And yeah, then nothing comes out of that garage. You're right. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Speaking of uh, a lot being alive, I uh, was sitting there watching the cash register. People check out at the cash register. You're a people watcher? Yeah. And one of our senior citizens. Uh-huh. She's in her 80s, maybe older. She came out with a, I was seeing what she had in her cart. And she had petunias, okay. different color petunias, which we've got a lot of here, and citrus. Oh. I wanted to yell out the window. You're not going to see that citrus produced. You don't know that. Unless it's a lime or lemon. But luckily, she had a young, <laughs> she had a young person helping her. Okay. So I bet she bought it for the earth. I hope so. But I, I appreciated her uh, forward-looking attitude. Well, she, she's even more forward than that. <laughs> she asked me about star jasmine Uh-oh. and how fragrant and all that. She wanted to buy one. I told her it was not going to be blooming now. It'll be next year around Mother's Day. Oh. That's okay. I'll buy one. <laughs> so she's going to be around the next Mother's Day at least. You think it's the same woman? Huh? Uh, yeah, I'm guaranteed. I remember that cart. She played with. She paid with her credit card. Okay. And so, 
She uh, was after. That's how most people pay, Jerry. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. Well, sometimes you know, it's okay. Don't explain it. I don't yeah, think we want to know what it meant. All right. Reminds me of Ms. Uh, 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 Cavender. Lived to be a hundred and uh, hundred and five, I think. Hundred and four, hundred and five. And uh, she uh, broke her. I see. Bro- fell down and broke her arm. Oh no! Okay, she broke her arm. She used to shop with me over in Broadway. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah, that's right. And she's a pistol. She started the uh, women, the garden club. A big, wow. big worker in the garden club, and, uh, and everything. But anyway, she broke her arm, and uh, the doctors. She was over a hundred years old. They didn't want to fix it. Because she was so old. And she said, hell yes, you're fixing it. And at 103, she got her arm fixed. Yay, good for her. <laughs> but she was quite a character. But anyway, right. she's in the Cavender family. Her husband was started. You're, you're attracting flies. I see that. Is it a fly? That's a fly. Yeah. It was on his forehead a minute ago. No, oh, okay. It was even funny. But I, I wasn't going to point it out to anybody. No. But I will now. Okay, we got. Right, we got you. What do we want to talk about now? Uh-huh. What are we talking about? The uh, I got Neil Sperry let me down again. I was looking at yesterday's. Paper. Won't be the last. <laughs> the, uh, Can't uh, wait for the citronella. He got a question. Mm-hmm. Said, our two live oak trees in the front yard seem to be sending up sprouts. What's causing this, and what can we do to stop it? I bet you that's in the top five questions we get on this show every year. I, I know I get it at least once a week. Oh, yeah. I, I may be giving it too much credit or too little credit. Said, uh, <laughs> I can't. This is Neil's answer. Mm-hmm. No, Neil. No. Hmm. I can't see enough of the tree to know for sure, but I'd be willing to bet it suffered freeze damage in last February's cold. Neil, Neil. <laughs> That's what I said. I, is he, he says he's willing to bet. Oh. I'm re- re- about ready to... You're willing to take his money? Yeah. So the, the, the letter to him is going to be two parts. <laughs> one about citronella and yeah. one about live oak sprouts. How quick does Neil answer your emails? If the top growth is thin, <laughs> and especially if end of the bark is loosened, that would confirm it. I don't see that in small amount of bark showing in the photo, however. A small percentage of live oaks will do this under normal circumstances, but it's rare to see this number of sprouts. That's because he hadn't been to my yard. Uh, especially if the tree has never put up any root sprouts before. So in the name of that tree, Quercus virginiana, mm-hmm. isn't it a whole lot colder in Virginia than it is yep. here? Yep. So does that make sense to you? No. No, me either. <laughs> uh Carefully lig- dig up a few of them to see if they're tethered to the mother tree. They are. Okay. If so, you won't be able to use any kind of weed killer or to eliminate them. That's because not they true will be either. Carried back to the main tree. Almost true, but not true. <laughs> Your prime way of dealing with them will be to cut them off with the mower. That's what I do. 
don't dig them. Don't try to dig them. If the tree tries to send up more of them, and if the top growth remains vigorous, you're going to have to remove them manually with a sharpshooter spade. That ain't doing nothing but making them mad, Hmm. those sprouts. Uh, When you cut them off with a spade... They, uh, you won't be able to cut them off from the root. Right, but you. But you just cut them off as low as you can dig, and you basically are top pruning it, causing it to sprout more sprouts. No, that's not good. Okay. Uh, None of this I know is the answer you want. That's true, especially for me. Uh, What I have done with my oak sprouts, everybody has some. The most amazing thing about them is I've got maybe five or six well-established, big, uh, that came up uh, naturally in in the yard, and only one, only one has sprouts. What is this? They're within 20 feet of each other. Live oak uh, water sprouts. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> and, I thought we should. Uh, and, and Jerry's not too happy about Neil's answer. Yeah, he said maybe He's gonna it, write an email maybe it froze and that's what stimulated the tree. Huh. I thought, <laughs> I thought, uh, I hope Milton doesn't mind. I, this this uh, guy I was talking to, this gardener, is going to go to the master gardener class. Uh-oh. And I referred him to uh, Milton to get uh, counseling on how to there be successful at the Master Gardener. How to complete it and attend. All right. Oh, was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was right, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you don't have it during a time when people are actually working two times a week, that that might be. Oh, a, yeah. We're going to have a special so Milton, class. You from I'm those telling you, you might get more people if you had an after work hour. We don't need more people. So most of those, those people are retired, year. Milton. What's that? Most of those people are retired. That's, they, they, that's all they can be because you can't go. <laughs> My boss doesn't understand when I take three hours off Tuesday and three hours off Thursday. Tell him you're training for the uh-huh. radio show. He says, why don't you train for selling One of something. your sponsors. <laughs> all right. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, anyway. oh, I'm sorry. Did I disrupt things? Uh, yeah, you did a little bit. <laughs> Let's get back to yeah, yeah. upsetting Neil Sperry. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I got a a note from uh, our buddy Billy. You see how polite he is when he's mm-hmm. <laughs> When I saw the picture of Neil Sperry's column this week, I thought someone had been in my yard with all those oak sprouts. Since he is often critical of the pictures people send him, I include, I'm including... Let's see, did he send it to Milton? No, he sent no, it to uh, I, I, I didn't know if he sent it to Neil or not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, Does he I, like Neil? I planted three. Oh, yeah. He planted. Everybody uh, likes Neil. Planted three live oak trees. All of them have outdone themselves. They are huge and require trimming regularly to keep them off the roof and plenty of room in the street for a garbage truck to pass under. Fire trucks, too? Yeah, 10 to 15 years ago, one of them put up root sprouts, like in my yard. I fought with them for a few years and then gave up and just trimmed them back with a weed eater or a flexible string trimmer. I have heard that the tree might be a female. Why do they always have to bring sex into it, you know? 
Now, wait, the only one that's bringing sex into it is you. Right? Well, well, it says female. Well, that he's, doesn't mean he's, automatic he's got, sex. He's got fear. Well, <laughs> he got he got uh, a one only one tree that's a female uh, that he says it thought it was a female. Now, Billy, I would recommend that you never speak to that guy again or that woman again that gave you that information because they're they're self fruitful, and that's why. Uh, you you know they have their little flowers on this them. Is, uh, I'm not sure this is going where we want to go. <laughs> no, we do need yeah. to take a break. Should we take it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got flower, little flowers that make acorns. Mm-hmm. You do have acorns on the tree. And to have acorns on a tree, you've got to have a male, the male flower and the female, and the female pollen. Or the pollen, the pollen, male pollen, female pollen, which every tree has. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's a holly or something. I they're, am they're, very oh, confused yeah. now. Just, yeah, but it's probably best to stay old. that way. <laughs> but what Billy did was he built a, uh, a a wall, a rock wall, basically a raised bed. Yeah, deal. Around. Looks pretty. And uh, to take care of the oak sprouts. Look closely at that picture within the wall. Are See those, those little leaves? Are those oak sprouts coming yeah. out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to know what I saw first before that? What's that? It sure looks like he built that wall and then added dirt to the trunk of the tree. Yeah. That's not good either. <laughs> but he, he, he thought he was getting rid of the oak sprouts. Yeah. Nah. You know what I did with my oak sprouts? I uh, mow them. Okay. Like I mow my St. Augustine. All right, no, we got to go break, but I'm, I may not be here when he comes back. So <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there's only two reasons you get oak sprouts. One is possible genetics, and the other is poor watering practices. So these, are, these are native trees. Poor watering. We don't take care of it. It's going to send the, the roots to where the water's at, and you get the water. Well, I, I, think, I think I'd probably argue that. I, I, no. I, I, think there's, uh, I, I think there's some unpredictable. I mean, you, you can't predict what which trees. Yeah. Can. That's why I said some, some possibility of genetics. And then I want to throw in there, there's a product called Sucker Stopper that you can spray on the sprouts hmm. that does not translocate back to the main tree. Uh, it's still got to be done regularly. But it will burn off all those sprouts, and it's not cheap. Well, I burn them off when you can mow them, and they're the prettiest. People don't want drought tolerant. So then the other answer is plant Asian jasmine and camouflage it. Yeah, but no, that's an idea. Jerry's mentioned that before. At least once a year, (laughs) preferably in uh, late spring, you've got to take the sprouts out of there, cut them off at the ground because they're allowed to grow that Asian jasmine in height. Mow, mow the Asian jasmine down every year and start yeah. it over. <laughs> I, just, I just string mow them once a quarter. Yeah. So All right. The moral of this story is we got to go to break. we got to go to break. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, girls, gather around. This 
Congress Gardening South. Who's that? I don't know that. James Taylor. Who's James Taylor? Oh. Jeremy knows him. Is he dead? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> could, could be. I asked Al, but Al didn't answer me yet. Um, but, uh, hey, um, as we sit here at the nursery and we enjoy all the nature and we talk about it, uh, you could be enjoying lots of nature in your yard, lots of different birds, hummingbirds, different migratory birds that are coming through. And Wild Birds Unlimited can help you uh, do that at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. What you got? Two something. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure something. that they're... Their customers are bringing it in to Kyle and Bill. That I saw three different tanagers and Orioles. Oh, we should call them. And the, in the uh, old, Jer- you know, Jerry and I always brag on the bird bass. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if you got a little, oh yeah, if you got a little uh, recirculating pump by solar. Or however, you, yeah. you're you going to get all those migrants come through. Things are pretty dry, too. Now. Yeah, they yeah. are. So Wild Birds Unlimited can help you with all that. They've got the uh, the fountains, and uh, they've got the bird baths and stuff. They've got a wide variety of different feeds, depending on their high-quality feeds, too, depending on the bird that you're looking for. And you can... Binoculars, guidebooks. And there's a pretty sophisticated uh, agenda if you want to... Not feed the squirrels. Yeah. What? So they can help you with that. How are you going to fatten them up if you don't feed them? Nah, no, you got to ask Kyle. You can if you want to fatten them up, <laughs> or you can just... Um, Who wouldn't want to fatten the squirrels up? It's use almost those, Thanksgiving. Uh, pepper-flavored uh, suet and seeds. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's that uh, weight-sensitive perches on the yeah. feeders. They just See, they got... Lots of options. I've read that weight sense perches will bruise the meat. I know, but that's the, you have different problems than many of our <laughs> listeners. So uh, if that's your problem, if squirrels are bothering you, or the problem is you want to attract more migratory birds, Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, Kyle, Bill, Keith, the whole gang, uh, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. Hey, that guy, besides uh, the stuff on the Master Gardeners, he was talking about something else. You want to talk about that? or? Uh, oh, he was, yeah, he had a whole uh, list of plants. And, and it's the basic issues we've been talking about for the last six weeks. Nine, you know, 95 degrees out there, mm-hmm. and too much sun or not enough sun. Uh, he he had a lot of the plants like uh, vincas, where he would they would kind of decline a bit, so he'd water more and more. But you you want to, and all those uh, plants that are capable of taking the heat. You want them to dry out between waterings. You have bougainvillea the same way. Mm-hmm. Bougainvillea is even more that way. You got to let it dry out, but uh, you can't. You can't let the pots stay soggy. In most cases, uh, but you do have to get plenty of regular water. Was he talking about Vinca Wilton? No, he was talking about it. Uh, Impatience will right, will. Oh, oh yeah, no, he had he had Vinca. Vinca, Vinca will, was doing the. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> Vinca was doing the symptoms we've seen for the like the. Uh, Aerophotophora. But yeah, but not a, a. It was just like the coral was showing. You just kind of a, fighting the battle. Yeah. From, I've seen uh, mines doing the same thing. Some of them where they. Where they uh, manage to stay alive and have a few blooms, but they're not 
yeah. blooming spectacular like they were just a few months ago. You want to look and see if uh, the stems of individual stems are dying, and they have a uh, black black uh, on the stem where the stem meets a main stem, and uh, people try. We try to cut those off. Uh, to be back to healthy wood, but uh, if it's in a bad growing condition, it'll come back. Then he had some geraniums, and then there, there I told him just move, move, maybe move them in a little more shade. But I expected they'll come back too as soon as the nights get a little cooler. Oh yeah. And James Taylor is still alive. Oh good, seventy-three years old. I'm I'm glad. Okay. Your child. I know you were. <laughs> I know you were worried. He right. he's, he was good. he is good. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. At driving around town, uh, no one can deny that beautiful pride of Barbados mm-hmm. is blooming all over this town, and I, I see a lot of people have put. Uh, the right, the correct gold star Esperanza with that one. And so they got that red and uh, brilliant yellow and, or gold. And Theralis has taken its yeah. place, too. And I mentioned that Duranta. Uh, if you got, there aren't as many Durantas out there, at least in my neighborhood. Yeah. But boy, if you got them now, this is the time when the queen butterflies and the monarch butterflies are really attractive to them. Yeah, no, that, that Theralis hasn't really been on the market very long uh, because some of the commercial nurseries said it didn't look good in a container and uh, took a, they couldn't root it. It took me a couple of years to get it to, to look spectacular. Now it's spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's real reliable and uh, Seems to be it's a small sample, but more reliable than uh, even the Esperanza and the Poinciana. I mean, in terms of uh, resisting the cool weather, cold cold weather. Okay, but you can't you can't overstate that sometimes because these uh, we're talking about small samples here. One yard has the Poinciana do very well, and and the Duranta doesn't. And the next yard, it's just the opposite. So. You uh, don't want to overstate uh, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 your estimation of what the plant can do just based on one sample. The nice thing about the Rallis is it's deer resistant. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, I don't think we've got any reports of deer ever eating the Rallis. And it blooms all the time. It starts in early spring and... <laughs> And uh, blooms all the way till mid mid fall or late fall. Now, those of you who do have uh, a Poinciana, uh, the uh, Pride of Barbados, and mm-hmm. uh, I've got a neighbor that lives on the street that I do, and he's got a whole line of them. Yeah, and they're pretty along. I mean, a whole solid line of them, and. Uh, I've been trying, uh, and they're full bloom now, and I've been trying to stop by and talk to him about cutting some of those blooms off. 
so that it'll it'll rebloom later. Mm-hmm. But he's a Marine, and he told me not to come back again. Well, he's missing out. Sounds like yeah. I don't know why. If, if you with this new, new arts experience, yeah, with this new in, in a, innovation to get your uh, out to rebloom. Did you go to your marine neighbor when <laughs> after the freeze and tell him you ought to kiss those Pontiana goodbye? <laughs> well, I thought he was going to have to. <laughs> yeah, and they're really beautiful. There's a, a bank on San Pedro. I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know if they still do. But they had Poinciana, Esperanza, Poinciana, yeah, Esperanza, yeah. and it's a it's a great combination. Yeah. Uh, you think you can get him to cut some of those blooms off that plant? At the there? bank? Yeah. No, they're probably Go on in there and talk to the president. Okay. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, tell you what, I'll send him an email. Okay. See, Jerry is just, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's just uh, trying to disguise this discussion <laughs> because we're not in, we don't care if, well, we want everybody that wants to cut them back to have the opportunity. But well, if they, they own them, to. they can cut them back. Yeah, if they want to, they can. And some people are doing it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would like for those people to call in. Bart has sent you pictures. Well, Bart, that one guy. I want to know how many well, people that have points in are willing to go out there well, and up, cut up, the blooms up off. Up until this point, I don't know that we had information that said that it no, made it. No, we had Jerry saying just the opposite. Yeah, so now, Bart that, saying, now, now that Bart is leading the way, yeah, uh, he's, just, he's just making he's trailblazer, giving pre- people the opportunity <laughs> to choose the whichever way they want to. Oh, go. okay. I would like to those people that choose to cut the blooms off their Prada Barbados now, so they can have blooms later, maybe. How long? How long did, did it take them to get more blooms back? Or was it nine immediate? Days. Nine days. Yeah, well, that, that's not they reach sprout pretty good wow. if, if they're actively growing. And he sent pictures. How, like, how close to the Jerry blooms do you cut them? Well, you just cut. You just dead bottom here. of the blooms. Bottom of the blooms. Yeah. Okay. Where the blooms originate. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. I'm sure uh, there's a lot of people that want to do this, cut the flowers off their Prada Barbados. And if they want more, they might try. Unlike my old mama in Tennessee, no. wouldn't if, if it's blooming, she ain't cutting it off. Despite what her son said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she was very disappointed when I went in there and cut the plant in half. Yeah. And did she give you credit when it came back more beautiful than? Well, kind of. Okay. <laughs> I think that she probably forgot she was in her 80s. Oh, okay. That uh, she had raised so much hell about it. And, all right. And I, I, she would stand on the front porch and yell at me for doing it. And I would be mother of a very good son, and I would yell at her, <laughs> get black, get back in the house. You can't get off the porch anyway. I'm cutting them back. Oh, it's sweet. It's motherly love. It is. That's very sweet. That's, that's, that's a Hallmark story. Then he, uh, then he wonders why he does not uh, persuade me. Uh, get back on the porch. Get in the house. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. 
in just a minute, get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, I want to encourage you to go to MillburgerNursery.com. There are lots of things on sale, and at MillburgerNursery.com, you'll see all the things that are on sale and being featured this week here at Millburger. Some great deals. Maybe the guys will talk about it after the break. 210-308-8860. and Boulevardy Road. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons sitting on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road watching the butterflies flutter by. And uh, uh, what is that, that big yellow one? That, Sulfur. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, he's having a good time or she's having a good time. <laughs> Notice how they all, they're always out there in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our monarchs and our queens kind of stay. Yeah, in the shadier areas. <laughs> They're not stupid. They're gonna stay in the shade. They got a. They know they got a long trip ahead of them. Is it a is it a heat thing or is it a predatory thing that it's where there's shade, there's cover. Where there's cover, there's a little more protection from predators. Or is I that just me making the, that up? I think it's the the nectar sources. Yeah. Oh, different nectar sources. Yeah. Uh, Calvin, and this week in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's paper talks about applying a pre-emergent herbicide to your lawn and shrub border to prevent germination of winter weeds such as bed straw, yes, chickweed, yes, henbit, yes, uh, dandelions, yes. That used to be a big problem in Kansas, in, mm. blue, in bluegrass. Rescue grass and... Annual bluegrass. Oh, you went there, Calvin. So I'm not you and Neil. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not putting that out on my lawn because I want the annual bluegrass to spread. We make a beautiful lawn all winter. And uh, I don't know if we went if I went on there, to, but uh, we got about uh, uh, Tracy. According to Tracy, there's about seven different kinds of. Pre-emergence here at Millburgers, mm-hmm. and the one, oh, of course, uh, Amaze is here, which is the one that I, I've used for years and years, <laughs> and that that like it. I think it's his only. This is the only place where it no. may be right still, but there also is that uh, new product called Crew, uh, which has got a oh, combination Crew, Crew. Crew, like the C R E W. Yeah. Okay. That's and good it, it's got it. It handles both uh, grassy weeds and uh, broadleaf weeds, just like uh, Amaze does. I guess they had to take Amaze off the market because so, it worked so well. Now they took Amaze off the market because the factory blew up. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's hard. To, that's a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Maze has been a good. Uh, it's been amazing, Milton. Oh, is that right? And XL was the same formula. Yeah, in some place you can still get it. Where is that? All supplies last. Amaze. Yeah, yeah, right Amaze here. right here. Yeah. Yeah, because Trace at Millburgers He's here cornered the market. But bought all the supply when it, when he heard that Amaze was going to be taken off the market. 
said select the herbicide or herbicides that control the most common weeds that will sprout in your landscape, says Calvin. And uh, But when you use this crew, you're going to take care of uh, all different types of weeds. And uh, our favorite bed straw. If you, if you just take care of bed straw, I'll appreciate it because the dog brings it in. Stuck on him. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's something to think about. And uh, they say here at Milburgers that they're getting more questions on uh, pre emergent herbicides. Yeah, this week and this, yeah, yeah, recently, yeah. And for some reason, I, beyond me, uh, corn. Cornmeal's not being in high demand. Hmm. I don't understand it. An well, organic way to control uh, weed. I guess most people don't like cornmeal. Well, yeah, I never liked it except in cornbread. Yeah. But anyway. With you didn't have it with your kale? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just... Yeah. I'm, <laughs> we can, that way we can get those products for Jerry and <laughs> and then we'll have a picnic and, there you and go. they'll say the guests will say hey we came to get information about yeah. <laughs> yeah. so can I do kale in a container <laughs> yes Okay. kale is very attractive in a container well, I meant to actually pick off and eat leaves and do all that good stuff yeah the, the, well they pick off uh, weren't you telling us Jerry about the uh, or was it Trace who was telling us about the? Oh, you, you were your, yeah, where your kept rancher pitching. that took yeah, off just the, the tips. tips. Of the, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm asking if I can grow kale in a container. Yes. <laughs> okay. And if you especially do, if you're using it regularly. Okay. Yeah. And mix. Uh, put a. If you got a big enough container, one of those uh, half whiskey barrels, you could put a. Uh, Swiss chard in the middle and kale all the way around. That's right. Okay. Sad I knew what he was going to say before he even said it. Wow. That's <laughs> very attractive. And that is really attractive. It is attractive. Bright, bright lights kale is, okay. I mean, bright lights it's charred. Charred is very nice. Yeah. Uh, All right, we're it sorry. makes for an interesting salad, too. <laughs> and I said you still or had smoothie. Some, yeah, smoothie. I, we, my wife's into the smoothies. Uh, and I mentioned, Jerry mentioned the maize, and I mentioned you still had some while supplies last. I, I do while supplies last, and then I have the other product to take its place when it's gone. Crew. Okay. Right? Crew, yes. Crew. <laughs> they just spelt it for me, so I wouldn't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good four-letter word. <laughs> another, another thing that Calvin mentioned is that grasshoppers are common in gardens. That's Man. for damn sure. We saw some. We went walking in the Medina, Is that Medina right? River uh, natural area. We saw grasshoppers big as dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year they're, they're, they're big. Oh, they were huge. Cherries. We bad, were frightened. Badminton. Uh, <laughs> they just grab that racket and <laughs> throw it back at you. They don't. They're that big. Calvin says the you larger want, they are, what's that? Difficult they are. The larger they are, the more difficult they are to control. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When you there's a lot of pro- well, not a lot. There's uh, several products that work pretty well for. Grasshoppers when they're very small, when mm-hmm. they just hatched. But 
And these big guys, uh, <laughs> they do for your. If you use malathion, they probably just take that thing away from you. Yeah, yeah. give me that. On the ground, yeah. fool. If, <laughs> if, 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 if your kid has a BB gun, uh-huh. that'd be fun for them. Well, to shoot him with a BB gun. So that grasshopper grabs the BB gun and turns it on him. <laughs> it says, check the label for Balathon to see if it meets your need for targeting the pest. Well, the problem is <laughs> they don't stand still. You, you spray them with something, and they take off. Yeah. So you don't know whether it worked or not? No. Well, it, as far as you're concerned, it didn't work because they're flying away. Oh. Kind of like stink bugs and leaf hooded bugs, but uh, the deal, the deal you could. The interesting thing about grasshoppers, if you kill one, the others will eat it, eat the body. Yeah, and I have also heard. Put, Trace, put your ears on. There you go. What I have also heard that they eat grasshoppers for protein. Mm-hmm. In Mexico. I watched a weird movie of grasshoppers well, like that where they were making like uh, flour and stuff out of them. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, yeah, didn't David I mean. Rodriguez have a presentation on that? No, seriously. <laughs> he can. I, I've heard of chocolate crickets ones. or something. It yeah. was crickets or I can't remember. And so that, this, th- that means that you can put them in your smoothies with the, uh, with the kale. kale. Yeah, wow. that brings out the flavor in the kale. And I, 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 I would trust you more if I knew you'd ever had kale. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, I've some, seen some kale. of those grasshoppers are as big as the doves you've been hunting. Too. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Joseph, we lost you, man. So uh, give us a call back. You got we got disconnected. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Sometimes I wonder if we could sell this show as a comedy show. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so it's a grasshoppers. Kevin says to protect butterflies, limit spraying to the plant that most need the protection. Well, grasshoppers coming around. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched them for years, and they always show up in, uh, guess where? Wilson County first. No. Or down south, where the pastures are. Yeah, so where's the Medina? Was it down on Highway 16 south of Yeah. Uh, is that getting close to Wilson? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether it's the sand or all the hay uh, fields that they have down there, but that's where they first we first get calls from people with grasshopper problems. And what do you tell them? <laughs> uh, badminton racket. <laughs> no, there, there's a pro, there's an organic product that they sell. Yes, there is. Nolo. That's one of them. There's two of them. There's two of them. Yeah, the Nolo's one of them. Okay. But there's Nolo. It's a bait. A little. It only works when they're babies. Yeah. So yeah. the nymph stage. <laughs> so uh, this this is kind of right up your alley, Milton. Okay. So uh, grasshoppers are cannibalistic. Yeah. There you go. I so mentioned that. You give, you give the grasshopper plague with Nolo. <laughs> oh, this is, this is like a walking dead. Grasshopper COVID, whatever you want to call uh. it. And one eats it and he gets sick. The next guy sees him sick and eats him. And he gets sick, <laughs> so on and so forth. And uh, but it worked great when they're little, and oh. not, not so good when they're uh, big. <laughs> okay. The brick, the brick method's probably the uh, the best when they're big. Yeah. Which what we were discussing this too as a sidebar. What were the animals that you were vacuuming up? Were those uh, sting, bugs. sting bugs? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the footer bugs works too. You could you could probably vacuum up grasshoppers, but they'd clog up the vacuum. 
They're so big. You take the filter out and they go right through. No, is that the? I'm guessing. <laughs> but anyway, that uh, they're they're basically hard to control. I've gone to the point of, of recommending for those people down in the south area, southwest area, uh, and want to grow tomatoes in the fall or anything in the fall, cover them with that uh, grow web material. The thin one. Yeah, the thin one. And uh, doesn't hurt the plant, doesn't stop the plant from blooming, doesn't cause the tomatoes not to set fruit or peppers. But uh, if anything, it, it might provide a little shade for the oh, it does. Uh, the summer yeah, heat. yeah. When we first came out with that, uh, Malcolm Beck tried it in the fall, in the summer when it was so hot, and he believed and said, mm-hmm. obviously, that uh, that covering with that cloth uh, actually set more fruit. The plants he covered with that cloth, and he was saying that it gave him a little bit of shade. Not much shade, but uh, enough. A little bit's better than none. Yeah. And uh, he, he believed that big time. So well, anyway. one of our master gardeners, Jerry, also uh, believed that uh, he did, uh, he did uh, what, what was it spinach that he he got the seed for? Oh, yeah. Uh, Passmore. Yeah, can't, yeah, Passmore's there. He left. He left town after his wife passed away. Yeah. He went back to Tennessee. He he used a lot of the shade cloth for for that purpose. Yeah, just a just a little bit of extra shade to deal with our summer heat. Yeah, the funny thing about it was he uh, he he and his wife were the ones that had uh, uh, azaleas in the ditch, and also had bloomed beautifully. And uh, also, he had uh, he grew the columbines for us, and we only hit one snag. They grow the plants great, but there was a process that needed to be taken, and that's remove the off-color, non-gold gold uh, columbine. Hmm. And his wife would have no power, part of that. Even though hey. I, I made them agree before we did that, mm-hmm. I got them the column that they would remove, or I could come out and remove the uh, off types. So, I, so I, what I'm hearing is there was a UT uh, burnt orange <laughs> yeah. columbine, uh-huh. and, no, uh, and he wanted that I'm, removed. I'm, you're probably right. But we haven't seen a maroon tis, columbine tis. either. I have. <laughs> yeah, the little things that you sell out here. I thought they were bigger. I had them. I had blue too. Yeah, and uh, red and maroon and a couple others. Yeah, and they don't survive the summer. Theoretically. Theoretically, hell no, they don't survive the summer. There but is, they're pretty in the spring, and they sell in the spring. There's more curry myrtles. That's un- unbelievable since you mentioned it. I've yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they're finding them here. Yeah. Uh, I, like you say, the supply is limited. Do you, do you have any dwarfs, or do you remember having I think there's any one variety of miniature. Uh, several, most of what I have is dwarf. Okay. Those dwarfs are like 4 to 15, so oh, uh, most of the dark-colored leafed ones are dwarf. There's, there's some right there. Yeah, I believe was, there was a pretty purple we saw that came by too. Yeah, uh, had sort of a dark ne- leaf. Yeah, Neil had a a write up in uh, this week's newsletter 
uh, which Billy and I take. Uh, the uh, but he is recommending dwarf crepe myrtles as a replacement for all the rose roses that are dying up around Dallas Fort Worth from rose rosette. Hmm. Now, for some reason, we haven't had that here, or haven't had very much of it here. It's wiped out Dallas and Fort Worth for roses. Hmm. All kinds. Antiques and any regular, even even Belinda Stream, Nelson. Terrible. Wow. Is Terrible that, is, that, is that a virus that makes it look like a witch's broom, or what mm-hmm. is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got a write-up and pictures from Neil on uh, plantanswer.com. Also, I, I we just, had a com- I just heard him compliment him, sort of. <laughs> yeah, he sort of compliments him. I think deep in his heart he actually likes Neil. And there you go. Agrees with him most. He and he likes me, too. He, he, just know, finds, he does. finds the few things that he disagrees. Yeah, he likes to keep Neil humble. And Well, I can't stand there and look at, uh, you know, look at a r- answer that's wrong. <laughs> the, uh, I hope the, you email him. The deal is uh, Neil was in extension when he first Mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, in fact, he and I, he, he might have started a, a year or two before I did. But that's, that's 1976. That's where the rivalry started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're right. He, he was a, in extension horticulture. And so uh, a lot of the things that have changed over 40 years... Uh, how come he rounded that down? Uh, <laughs> so he said, uh, what did he say, 86? No, 76. 76, and it's uh, 2021. He rounded that to 40. <laughs> yeah. It's almost 60 years. Yeah. Beat uh, mm, also. No. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 40, 45. Neil's yeah. ca- called in that information, yeah. a lot of that information. See, and and he doesn't sit in the nurseries like we do. That's one nice thing about being out here in the nursery, other than seeing Trace, is that uh, you get to see what's happening Mm -hmm. right now. And uh, you can address that. Is that why I feel obligated to tell David when there's new stuff on the market and what what he's talking about doesn't exist anymore? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett, and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, back at the moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Milberger's Gardening South Texas on this Labor Day weekend. Work songs. So uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We are, we are working alive. tomorrow. Which I yes. We, we are we are open. Normal, yeah, normal so if you're day, off, Milberger's, maybe we, someplace you want to be. We are laboring. Yes. I hope you're being good to the employees and giving them a 
bonus for working on Labor Day. They, they get to hear my jokes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they have to listen to your they, jokes? They do have to listen to it. I don't know if that's a punishment or a reward, but they do have to listen to my jokes. Okay. And I t- always tell them when I interview them, I say, they may not be funny <laughs> to you, but just... Smile, laugh. And there you present. go. There Someone you go. finds it funny, even if it's <laughs> just all, me. All that matters is me. Yeah. So if I find it funny, it's good. <laughs> also, well, of course, Milton and I have learned for 20-plus years, we've learned that from Jerry. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, it's never funny, but we Hey. Still, uh, <laughs> I see the cringe on y'all's faces <laughs> yeah. when he starts going off on a tangent. Uh, hey. I don't go out. I, don't I just that. write a letter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he sits right down and writes himself a letter. <laughs> There's a song that says, uh-huh, I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter. Uh, anyway, BT. Keep your day job. <laughs> He's, uh, this week in the garden also says uh, BT products will control cabbage loopers. They'll control any loopers, right, if they're eating the plant. Any caterpillar. Yeah, any caterpillar. Good or, good or bad. That are likely to invade your cabbage-related winter vegetables. Now, I know that really upsets butterfly people, but they need to teach their larvae not to be eating the leaves of desirable plants. Actually, it's interesting. You know, when I've given that butterfly presentation 25, 26 times, and I always talk, you know, I always talk about the pesticide issues (laughs) and the specifics of the cabbage loopers and it's surprising how few people have actually thought about that that are butterfly they turn it's into butterfly well it's either or moths yeah no it's, mall, it's yeah. either a all or nothing but you doesn't have to be all or nothing you can you know you can use <laughs> you can use bt and on a broccoli and things and not affect the butterflies almost right. at all. Yeah, that's a little white butterfly that yeah, and on cabbage with a spot on its wings. Say, and even, you, you can even deal with those, uh, you know, when we were faced with the viruses and things like that, you can deal with emergencies like that and still do a reasonable job of protecting butterflies. So it's a matter a matter of just being resourceful and careful. Yeah, and that's that is <laughs> the interesting thing about that is uh, that is the only thing that works on cabbage loopers and things things like that. Those insects that eat uh, cabbage. Uh, they used to when that first came on the market. Because organic people always say. Well, the farmers don't, they don't use the organic stuff. When they, when they, uh, well, uh, the tent caterpillar, not the tent caterpillar, but uh, when that caterpillar came on and devastated the uh, cabbage in... Uh, the loopers? Uh, they call them cabbage worms. But anyway, it, it uh, devastated the uh, cabbage and they used the entomologists did all sorts of tests uh, on the different pesticides, and they used the strongest uh, manufactured insecticide that they could use. Uh, mal- uh, not malathion, para- para- probably parathon. And they put the put the uh, worms 
in a jar with the parathion, randomized, replicated, things like that. And uh, the next morning, all the caterpillars were dead except the ones in the parathion. The, the strongest mm. insecticide available on the market, well, to commercial producers, would not kill them as well uh, as the uh, as the BT products. Hey, so we got a couple co- over. got a couple calls on the line. Mike's up first at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm all right. How are y'all? Good, good. What's going on? Oh, I got a little fig tree, and it's only been in the ground a few years. I guess about three years now. And it was, I only got like ten figs off of it this year. But three of the figs, when they started turning color, the flower changing color, instead of turning into a good sweet fig, it turned into a little tough pouch, almost, almost like a little leather pouch. So, hardly edible and i'm i'm not sure if i'm doing something wrong or maybe it's a insect getting to them or what yeah what color were the flowers they they turn brown like a regular fig but you can tell by looking at them they're just not quite right you have, okay. you have a closed eye or an open eye fig or do you know it's an it's an open it's an improved brown turkey yeah <laughs> I guess that's regular brown turkey. Um, that's my guess, too. Uh, yeah, is the leaf, uh, if you look at the leaf, does it look like, is it got deeply cut leaves that look yeah. resemble a turkey feet? Tur- turkey feet. Yes. Okay. Did And you got it as improved brown turkey. Uh, that's right. That's, uh, it's a young fig. So uh, I would you would expect some of those to happen. Uh, They will not. They don't. They will not ripen. But uh, that next year, when the did it freeze back? No, I I wrapped it up real well and put a black tarp around it, and uh, I may have lost a little bit, not much. I did. Yeah, I was real happy with that tree. (laughs) You love that fig. Oh yeah, well, you got a good one. You got a good one, and uh, you got one of the few that can freeze back to the ground and come, re-sprout and have figs that very same year. But because of that, uh, sometimes there are those green figs that never ripen. They yeah. stay little and stay hard as a brick. Yeah. Well, these got big. I mean, they they got as big as a regular fig and then they start turning brown like they're like they're going you know flowers ripening i guess you'd say but instead of being a nice edible fig it's a hard tough it's like a wad of leather yeah that's one of some of those green ones that uh came late and probably just stayed green because of the vigorous growth of the the fig all bets are plant All bets are off on figs this year. You got yeah. I've got some that barely yeah. have full leaves, and then I've got that one is <laughs> produced produced two crops now and uh, from the ground, right? Yeah, and it's just amazing. Uh, it's got to be a brown turkey. It is, or yeah. either one of the our brown. T- but uh, well, Jerry and I talked about we got the 
first crop was wonderful, and then we had all this second crop set that we expected no no performance from. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, last year it didn't ripen. This year it's all ripened. Just, <laughs> you can't the birds predict. appreciate it, huh? Oh gosh, yeah, birds love it. Well, yeah, this has been a strange year, but uh, there's nothing you can do to make them ripen. Uh, yeah, yeah, and don't you don't want to over. It's really really not much future. Not you don't accomplish a lot by uh, fertilizing. Yeah, no, no. Now they they're big and green, big and brown, big and brown, right? And hard, yeah, hard. Uh, here's something you can try. Came out of Louisiana, but and they'll eat anything else. But uh, there's a process called. Alarification, O-L-E-R-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. And uh, if you'll uh, search for that term on plantanswers.com in the first search engine, you'll probably find an article that talks about ripening figs uh, earlier, I guess. And what they do, they take a cotton swab or something and put uh, one drop of uh, mineral oil right in the orifice of the <laughs> the little part that's open, the mouth, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it'll they say <laughs> it'll ripen those figs that you've got, yeah. the big ones. So you can give that a try if you want to. But yeah. I... I've never worked it myself, but uh, I think Greg Grant sent sent that to me when he was at LSU, uh, and they've uh, they've got a publication on it. It's called Alirification. O L E R I F I C A T I O N. Does that help you, Mike? It's a lot, yeah, lot I mean, you know. A lot of work for ten figs. Well, gonna, if he gets them to ripen, they're going to be the best figs he's eaten this year. <laughs> yeah, he loves his figs. Kevin. Yeah, I can just see him ecstasy over the figs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Call me if that works. <laughs> and you know, the Louisiana people wouldn't just make stuff up like that. Mm. In fact, they got a LSU purple and an LSU gold. Yeah, I think I've had them both. Are they purple and gold? I know. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. The good the good news is that uh, you can expect next year for it to a good do crop. well. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Didn't you have those one time I've, here? I've had the little few purple. I can't right. remember if I had the gold. Right, right. Thank you, Mike. They're big fish. Good luck, Mike. Thank you. All right. 210-308-8867. Ninfa is on the line. Who? Ninfa. Oh. Ed. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. Thank you very much. Sure. Why can we help you? Well, I have two beautiful hibiscus plants that were given me anywhere from three to five beautiful large red blooms. And now all of a sudden, all the little buds that are coming up are turning yellow and just drop off. So I have no more pretty flowers. Okay. uh, Is that Chinese hibiscus, the one with the shiny leaves? Uh, well, you know, I never thought of looking at the leaves, whether they were shiny or not. <laughs> uh, is that in the ground, in the ground, or in a container? Uh, let me see. I'll come over here and look at them because I'm 
inside the house. Ah, uh, let's see here. Um, well, they're nice and bright, and I'll tell you what uh, what they are. I have the um, President's Hibiscus is the name of it. What is it? President's Hibiscus. President? Red President. So it's a, it's yes, Chinese hibiscus. President? Yeah. Oh, it's a Chinese hibiscus. Yeah. Okay. Is, is it in the in the ground or in a container? It's in a it's in a big clay pot. Okay. Did it freeze back? Uh, no, sir. I bought them after the freeze, and so they're straight from the nursery. And as I'm looking at them now, I look I see a tiny little bug on it. They're chewing a up. Bug on it. We found some caterpillars on ours this morning. Yeah. No, these are not caterpillars. They they they're winged. They have wings on them, and all my yeah. turning yellow and falling off. <laughs> Why don't you uh, spray it with uh, 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 spinosad? Spinosad <laughs> is a is an organic uh, spray that takes the safe and uh-huh. it takes takes care of. Uh, uh, con- it's a contact insecticide. Okay. And also, it takes it kind of acts like BT for worms. Okay. So, uh, now, it's probably aphids. It, yeah, it could be could be aphids, could be uh, the female aphid. Well, they're all female. Uh, okay. So, what was the name? Uh, of it? I don't. I don't think our brand name is going to be Captain Jacks, but the ingredient is spinosad. So, there's a lot of products out there that contain it. I like that name, Captain Jack. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> but anyway, it it could uh, the it could just when when did it stop uh, producing flowers? Uh, day before yesterday. The day before yesterday. Maybe yes. it's just making some new buds. Well, they're turning yellow and falling off. So uh, yeah. with with things that I've seen here. Um, there are a lot of hibiscus that don't necessarily like the nighttime temperatures, and they will abort some of the blooms. I've also seen stress situations where it goes dry just one too many times, and the first thing the plant does is abort the blooms to try to keep the foliage going. Um, I've seen the aphids. Um, I've seen the day length affected. Uh, so there's a number of possibilities. In, uh, so start with the spinosad, and then maybe back the pot off where it doesn't get quite as much sun and see if that doesn't help. And then when the weather cools back off, you got to get back out in the full sun. Right. And how, how about the watering? You're, you're letting it dry out in between watering, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. You know, every other day at least or every two days. Okay. Uh, stress, stress can be from overwater or underwater. Hmm. So uh, my answer is water, water it well when you water it, and then use your finger as your moisture meter. If it's cooler, damp up to your middle knuckle, it won't need it. Um, okay. I've, I've even seen people, and this makes a difference, watering the morning time is preferable. Watering okay. at night is not. So, oh. I mean, you do what you got to do, but if you water, water a lot at night only, then a lot of that water evaporates, and by the time you get to water it again, it's gone through a stressful 100-degree day. <laughs> okay. Now, how old is the plant? It's new. She just well, bought it. I, oh, I just you just bought it? Spring over at Lowell's. Uh-huh. They're beautiful. I mean, you know, they were just gorgeous. And then yeah, where? 
Where did you say you got it? One of those unmentionable places. Yeah. Well, big that, box. That's big the box. problem. <laughs> that's your problem. You should have gotten it in Millburger, and this wouldn't be having it. Well. I, I, did from, I did get some from Millburgers, and I got a beautiful orange one, double, double bloom. Oh, nice. So just an FYI, right now I have braided patio trees. All right. So oh, those are nice. something different, I do have those. Good. And I bought a yellow one, too, for Millburgers. That's doing very well. And, the, and oh, they, Thank you. And they're not dropping buds, are they? Uh, not yet. They're in the opposite. Not yet. What did I tell you? All right, so Forget that load. This is one of those things. God's in control. <laughs> try to use the spinosad. Try to back the pots where they get a little more shade. And pay attention to your watering. Water in the morning, not at night. And water, stay out of loads. Water when it's needed. Okay. Not when you feel like it. Okay, I certainly will do that. We and forgive you. We forgive you for shopping at Thank you. All right, two one zero. All right, we got to take care of info. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We got to take a break, and we will be back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So, um, got a text in from somebody, wants to know if other people are experiencing uh, their grass taking it on the chin right now, that it's gotten <laughs> hot and dry. And Yeah, mine is, uh, in my, my uh, floor time, is... Uh, it's gotten over. It had enjoyed the rain. Yeah, thickened up during the rain, but now that it's dried out, uh, it's thinning out. Yeah. So, what do you do about those patches of soil now that you have? I have. You. I have like these little like grass, 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 and this big. Water them. Okay. Then the grass will grow into the. Yeah. It's St. Augustine. It's St. Augustine. Yeah. You might want to experiment with hand watering a bit to see if your sprinkler is doing it. If you're okay. I, I he, don't, a, he don't have a sprinkler. Oh, doesn't he? No, no I, have, I don't have a electronic sprinkler. Oh. I got the... Oh. <laughs> Pulsating. Oh, thank you. I had... Uh, they knew what I was talking about. Yeah. We we don't haven't used our sprinkler for the lawn for no, yeah. twelve years, <laughs> but it came on the other day. Oh, oh I, I couldn't even remember how to turn it off. <laughs> so I had to call the irrigation guy, but he knew right away. You know, there was a diaphragm that this thing was forty years old. Yeah, so, it clogs up. Yeah, and he just he just disconnected it. And, I would. I wish well. I'd have been driving by there when that sprinkler came. You would have reported them. Oh hell yes. <laughs> you would have. <laughs> you would have gone, given them directions. I'll take you to the house. All right, we have Carmen on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Carmen. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. I have loved your trees from Millburger. I actually have eight trees over the last 25 years that I planted, the big ones. And we have one spot left that I would like to plant because one of those, I call them the weed trees that grow fast and die. And I have a nice spot. I was wanting to see if you could tell me about the Montezuma cypress. And I'm here in San Antonio. Mont- Montezuma cypress? 
They grow mm-hmm. really fast. Uh, Big time fast. Yeah. And they're very very attractive. We're looking at one uh, right here at Melbourne's that they and it wasn't killed by the free. Yeah, yeah. looks good. Hard free. Um, there, uh, we we had a tendency to overestimate a little bit on their they, they, drought uh, tolerance. Yeah, yeah, drought tolerance. So you want to they do have to have, be in a place where you can water them, get them established. I think Jerry, you even lost one, right? In the, I lost the original one yeah, that I got yeah. from Lynn Lowry. So uh, the the thing about uh, Montezuma cypress, I don't think it has knees. I'm pretty sure uh, mine never did, and I don't no, think it has knees. I don't think so either. That's kind of sad, isn't it? Well, it doesn't poor, have knees. No, no knees, no knee pain. There you go. Uh, it's, it's, got nice, so. it's got really nice ankles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, it way, when I grew it in my yard, it was the fastest-growing tree I'd ever seen. Before that, Chinese pistache was the fastest-growing tree. But that's How about the Monterey Oak? Uh, oh, yeah, it's good, too. Yeah, but that's in the same league as uh, Texas Red Oak. Yeah. yeah. It's just an evergreen live oak is yeah. the way it's described. You yeah, know where it came great. from? You know where it came no. from? No. Monterey. Oh. It came from Monterey. It's the Monterey oak. No, I know. I think she figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that, that's a good tree. Have you found the source of them? Oh, I, we're, we're looking for those. We just decided we wanted another fast-growing tree that would fade. Um, and I wanted to know it's you know how the hardiness was um, after you oh, had yeah. it established. If it need lots of water or just regular, you know, I call it regular neglect <laughs> after three years. <laughs> uh, the uh, I um, I planted it in a place that I knew it had uh, fairly deep soils, and I planted in a place that the water drained through it. By uh-huh. and so, okay. and when we had heavy rains, that thing was uh, very w- well watered. Now, uh, and the only time uh, when it died, and it was forty feet high, when it died, wow. uh, I didn't water. I don't water down there, so it just it was a severe drought, one of the severe droughts that we had, and it mm. it died. But it was a beautiful tree up until that point. And Do you it, mind it's ask good. how long did I, you have that one? Uh, how long did it live? 35 years. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they've, got, they've got one. The original Montezuma Cypher is uh, over 100 years old down in the uh, middle of Mexico. Yeah. Okay, that is fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. You take care. Good luck, Carmen. Joyce is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Joyce, what's going on? Oh, good afternoon, folks. Uh, I have a little problem I hope you can help me with. I've been wanting a Ruby Crush tomato to try uh. all summer long. But never got it. Never got one. But a friend brought me one about three weeks ago, a little four-inch pot, and it had a tag in it, and it said Ruby Crush semi-determinant grape tomato. Sounded perfect. Big, a healthy plant, about a foot and a half tall, dark green, with blooms on it. So I thought I was all set. 
Well, the blooms are on it, but the petals fall off the bloom, and the little dot that's supposed to turn into a tomato never develops, and eventually the whole stalk falls off. Do you have any? It says it was semi-determinate. It looks like a patio tomato, a very rigid center stalk. Does does this sound like a ruby crush? Nope. <laughs> the uh, they're determinate. The, the yeah. Uh, was it in a container? Yes, a four-inch pot. Okay, and it had pot. It, it bag. And it, did it? Uh, did you buy it at Millburgers? A friend gave it to me, and I don't know where. She lives pretty close to Rainbow, so I, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Well, she could have bought it at Rainbow. Um, uh, and it's in a four-inch container. Yeah. Have you have you put it in the ground or stepped it up into a gallon or larger container? Yes, I put it into a 12-inch pot. Uh Okay. One gallon. Uh, and it's it's staying small, right? You say the blooms, the outside of the uh, the sepals, is what that's called. Yeah. Fall off of uh, the little yeah. fruit that develops. Yeah, it looks like it's going to develop into a tomato. It, it sits there then with this little, I got out a real magnifying glass and looked, the tiny <laughs> little dot that should be the tomato, but it just stays there and it never develops. It stays about three or four days and then the whole thing falls off. Are the leaves are the leaves uh, crinkled or look, look unusual? The plant, no, other than, as I say, it looks to me, it has the structure of a patio tomato, but then I've never seen a ruby crush, so I don't know what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, it it shouldn't look like, it probably is a patio tomato. Uh, I kind of thought that and was disappointed. (laughs) I guess I'll find out. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, those, uh, the plant's staying low to the ground, right? Fairly low to the ground? Well... In the four-inch pot, I would say it was 15 inches tall, and and it's putting out some growth, but not at a very rapid rate, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm betting that that's not a, a ruby crush because they're, they're, <laughs> they were brought up, bought up uh, immediately out here at Millburgers. Uh, it's hard to find them and uh, keep yeah. them, as Trace would say. But, uh, well, when they say a plant is semi-determinant, I figure it's 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 going to grow faster and more than a patio type would. Oh yeah, yeah, big time it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> it is going to grow faster. Uh, they'll get uh, well in the field with no cages or anything. Uh, they'll set through. They'll kind of stay on the ground, run on the ground when they're not in a cage or something. But uh, uh, they it's a and very they will rigid co- be covered with fruit, and the fruit will be kind of oblong, uh, yeah, tear shaped tomato. That, that's exactly yeah. what I wanted. Well, well, do you know? Is there any place you can purchase? Of course, this is for next year. Question, I guess. Can you purchase seed? No. Well, I don't think it. They're hybrid seed. And, yeah, uh, I, but I didn't know any seed company carried them. <laughs> uh, you can you can go to plantanswers.com 
and open uh, the center section and uh, look for recommended uh, vegetable varieties for Texas. And in in that <laughs> in that listing, I think uh, I have to keep that up to date from year to year. But there might be a listing for a seed source for Ruby Crush. Okay. Uh, also, you can look up uh, Ruby Crush and see if we list a uh, source of those uh, on that, on the write-up of our Ruby Crush. With that said, okay. with that said, Millburgers only sells ruby crush that's labeled ruby crush <laughs> not, not saying that the nursery that you got this from uh no, people did sometimes it on, switch tags yeah and, yeah I know. you do that I, I understand no, I that. <laughs> <laughs> but any, anyway i would let these go ahead and uh see if they set fruit well i'm not gonna i certainly i'm gonna encourage it and i i gave it a good yeah. thought and a, Anyway, ready to go and see what happens. I just thought maybe, uh, since I'd never seen the plant, that maybe this was not abnormal, but it sounds like it might be a tad. I, I think it is. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You'll do better yeah, next year. And it, I, it, it, I wouldn't worry about I wouldn't worry about uh, trying to find the seed of that thing because, uh, like I say, they're very expensive. They're hybrids. And uh, we've got a grower here that uh, produces plants for san antonio and they buy the seed a very expensive seed and uh, grow the plants but there's been a tremendous demand for ruby crush for the last i guess it's been on the market three years maybe two or three years yeah Uh, and they made it a rodeo tomato this year well it was uh, hard for me excuse me go ahead no, no, we, we need we need to run. Okay. Thank you very much. Right, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. All right. Okay. We'll say goodbye for today, but we want to thank Al back at the station, doing a great job getting all the calls on the air. We want to, of course, thank you for listening. Uh, we're back uh, next Saturday, back here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bolverde Road. Burgers is open tomorrow. Too. It is open tomorrow for Labor Day, so you can come on by and visit with them. You can also go to the website to learn more about what's going on at millburgernursery.com. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>